Catch new episodes of Dial the Gate weekends at youtube.com slash dialthegate. And for the latest schedule, visit dialthegate.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 218 of Dial the Gate. My name is David Reed. Thanks so much for uh, joining us for this episode of the Stargate Oral History Project. Ivana Vasek, art director from Stargate SG-1 seasons 1 through 5, is joining us this episode. Um, I'm so thankful to Bridget McGuire for uh, connecting us, and we had a lovely interview. Before we uh, start that recording, if you like Stargate and you want to see more content like this on YouTube, please click that like button. It makes a difference with YouTube and will help the show continue to grow its audience. Please also consider sharing this video with a Stargate friend, and if you want to get notified about future episodes, click the subscribe icon. And if you click the bell icon, it will notify you the moment a new video drops, and you'll get my notifications of any last minute guest changes and clips from this episode will be released over the course of the next few weeks on both the dial the gate and gateworld.net youtube channels so this is a pre-recorded episode just uh like uh our episode with dean goodine uh so the moderators will not be taking questions for uh, ivana they'll just be enjoying the uh the episode with you in the chat so feel free to talk amongst yourselves uh, and in, enjoy this episode because Ivana was she was a trip. She had a lot of interesting stories to share, and uh, I am so uh, privileged to be able to uh, share some of those stories uh, with you. So let's go ahead and uh, bring her in. Ivana Vasek, art director for Stargate SG One. Is it seasons one to five, Ivana? Yes. I think I'm right. I thought that that was right. It is such a privilege to have you on uh, the show. I've been uh, privileged and blessed to have Richard Hugh Dolan now and uh, Bridget McGuire, who says she's a dear friend of yours. Um, and I must thank as well, Bridget, for connecting me to, to you as well. It's, it's such a treat to have you. And um, I'm really thankful for you joining me because I'm such a fan of all your guys' work. You guys made um, such an important piece of of science fiction fan of science fiction that continues to withstand decade after decade people are still continuing to find this thing can you believe that it still holds up after all these years oh i totally believe it i was actually looking through uh, prior to this looking through the pictures i have starting with 97 when we started actually this is uh oh there it is <laughs> This is prior to the picture you showed to Richard. Yes. Because only after that we realized this is actually going to go some places. So we called all the other rest of the crew because we were just walking through the studio and thought, oh, this is good the thing to take a picture. And uh, then they came, uh, the rest of the crew, and started uh, fooling around with it. But, uh, yeah, I uh, was called by Richard and I said, oh, my uh, second granddaughter just got born in Toronto. 
So I we started November. So in 96. December I'm taking off. Ninety six. Wow, December so you're taking, I'm taking off for off your grandbaby. For my grandbaby, and came after New Year's, and uh, never looked back. Really, wow. where it were had... you before geographically? I am an architect. I'm trained as an architect. No, but geographically, in, uh, where where were you living before Vancouver? In Vancouver, I lived in Ontario. Okay. And when I came to Vancouver after six years, I all I lived all over Ontario, uh, including North uh, Bay, uh, um, Mil- no Milton. After. <laughs> okay. So, so you're a trained, uh, you're an architect Bay by and, training. Yeah. Killaloo, you know Killaloo town, Killaloo, oh. population 700, Not and it's been one. 700 for about 50 years now. Wow. Okay. So <laughs> And uh, so I came to Vancouver, and I thought I wasted six years of my life, because I'm originally from Czechoslovakia, now Czech Republic, Czech Republic. and I came at the... Uh, instigation of our Russian brothers when they occupied us. So <laughs> I came as a refugee. And uh, basically moved around uh, Ontario and didn't like it much. And then I came to Vancouver and I said, wasted six years of my life. I should have come here first. first. And then I was here, but uh, worked for single uh, architect Women architect, where they were not as popular in those days, is not as abundant, and mm-hmm. and you really have to fight for your fees and all that. So somebody invited me for uh, actually MacGyver was first two episodes filmed in Canada, and uh, I was on those. Uh, funny in, enough with Richard Dean Anderson as well and uh, then I didn't work in film for several years some other stunt and then third feature that I worked on they said oh you already qualified to get into union so I got into union and from then I never looked back and from 96 when I met Richard on the lot and he said why don't you come to work on my show I never looked back at all because it was unbelievably creative fantastic multi like i would never get to do that as an architect you know you do boring uh, plumbing uh, washroom versus uh, bathroom and uh, things like that this was like from day one it was the most interesting stuff that i worked on and i never looked back yeah, you're you're not so, doing washrooms. You're doing throne rooms. <laughs> well, sometimes, sometimes just a spoon. <laughs> with, you know, with which somebody get poisoned or killed or whatever. Sometimes it's a uh, you know like a mes- interplanetary machine. Sometimes it's a mushroom that grows into house. Sometimes it's the camps of some wild people. And it's just it's old villages and uh, the whole village, not just one house, but the whole village. And uh, it's built overnight and then it disappears. Overnight. Can and you, it's just fantastic. 
can you believe that you did, you know, 110, 115 episodes in, in, yes. in five years? It's in five years. Yeah. yeah. Well, the, we actually left and started to work on Battlestar Galactica, which was another five years of very intense. And I would say way more involved because it was more about today's uh, psychology and the, the Stargate was more escapist, but this mm -hmm. was more dark, dark, where we are and where we are going mm -hmm. from where we are. It was really interesting. And then uh, another five years I did with uh, Richard on... Uh, um, Arrow? Arrow, yes. Wow. And that, And then I had to stop because I got too old. Oh, I got you too did old, not! You look fantastic. I, got, I, I really, I had to stop because I couldn't sleep. And you cannot work 12 hour days on like three hours of sleep and interrupt it. No. So that was my main reason. And I still am fighting. My doctor said, oh, you can sleep. You should see how I cannot sleep. But he doesn't have to work 17 or 12 hours and then two hours to work and two hours from work, I was always afraid I will run over somebody coming home at dark night, raining usually in Vancouver and all that. So, Are you saying that, that you have trouble sleeping now because of the hours oh yeah. that you worked? It's five years. It, no, it's <sighs> not. It's just that insomnia came oh, with age. Okay. And that's okay. why I had to stop. Otherwise, physically, I, I could do... Oof, quite a bit <laughs> wow yeah the i yeah. i imagine that the um the 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 physical uh toll that's taken uh on the body because you have to be producing this enormous amount of content and on budget um I, I can't I can't imagine what that's that's like to keep up with that uh, day in and day you know, out after, for fifteen after years. After twenty five years of experience, because this this whole stunt from Stargate and to the end took about twenty five years. Whatever, and it learned it taught me one thing: you never reach your limit. The more you do it, the more you use it, the more you have it. I was at the beginning actually concerned that I will run out of ideas. And uh, towards the end, it was like they were just starting to say about this, uh, you know, operating center for this team. And I already started to build it in my head. And it got built. But it's just unbelievable if i didn't live through it i would not believe it if i read about it i would say all oh, the people are making big uh, you know jumps of conclusion that's how it could be or should be or whatever but it really is and the same is with physical because everybody that i saw that started from other industry to work in film how can you stand it 12 hour days to be cooped up here and wake up at 5.30 in the morning and come home at 8.30, you get used to it. Yeah. You get used to it. And I actually, first few years, I missed it. Not anymore, but uh, I missed it. But I still get up at 7 and, uh, you know, don't go to sleep until it's dark. But it's, um, 
it's something that the more you do it, the better you do it. And because you see how it's better, you do it even better. It's like a motivation, self-motivating. Like the every every increment of uh, success motivates you to do better next time. So it's amazing, amazing. I recommend it to anybody who considers working for the film because it's the most uh, non-frustrating, uh, you know, character and bodybuilding industry yeah. that I know. You know, um, Game of Thrones, the TV show, no. the TV series Game yeah, of Thrones. Yeah, I, I heard about it, but. Uh, uh, I have to tell you the secret. I don't watch these. <laughs> <laughs> Not many in the television and film industry do, I've found, yeah. unless they're like writers. Yeah. George R. R. Martin, who wrote um, Game of Thrones, the, the Song of Ice and I... Fire series, he once said to Melinda Snodgrass, who wrote for Next Generation, don't hoard your silver bullet. So if you have a creative idea, go ahead and expel it because more will come in and so i can i can yeah. understand that desire of man i'm gonna I, I, am i not gonna run out of ideas but when you're you're um you're in the trenches with such creative people the the um uh, the ideas will enable themselves as as you continue and, to and, work and together that's another thing it's another thing being with other people i, I was always alone i had my own office i designed houses, churches, whatever, hospitals, but uh, I was always doing it myself. When you are with other people and they are also creative and you come up with an idea and yep. they start building on it and you kind of build on each other's stuff, it's amazing. It's really amazing. And I'm really happy that I worked with the people I worked, all of them, even those that are not on the picture. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because uh, everybody added something valuable to my life experience. Tell it me was really way of life. Tell me about when you got Stargate. So you went away. You spent time with your grandbaby. Before Stargate's on the air, you guys are recreating sets from the feature film. Tell me about that process from your perspective, that first year. Well, <laughs> You read the script, you think it's a little bit blame, but uh, we will do whatever we can do. And then uh, there is this, uh, uh, at the beginning, we had a lot of Egyptian influence. So we started to get into the Egyptian whatever. So I design uh, Egyptian um, temple. And then we start making the model. And then we start putting it wherever it's going to be, what is going to, and then we present it. And from then on, I start drawing uh, uh, for construction so they can actually build it. So you have to put the dimensions on it and everything and discuss it with guys. And okay, how how big the lumber, how, how, how high can we get into this building, into this one? one uh, space that we had available and so on and uh, and you go from that but wow. you know it's so incremental that you didn't even know that you are doing it. but I was just looking I show you something I have okay. book 
uh, I have actually two books. Okay. Show and tell. I love show and tell. It was my favorite day of school. Whoa. Can you see it? I can. I see tabs. I see many, many tabs. Yes, that's all the... This is just the first for four four years. Oh my gosh. Can you can you pick that up? And I just see the top of it. Can you can you lift that? Wow. Okay. Ivana. Look okay. at that. It's all your so reference material drawings, and photos. And this is how it's built. Drawings. Drawings. Temple. This is actually That's Chulak. Drawing. That's the city of Chulak. Yeah. Oh, oh my god. Wow. This is the hat that Richard put on and couldn't take off. <laughs> yes, the serpent helmet. Oh, look at that. That and is SGC is in the beginning. That is so cool. Beginnings. Wow. Yeah, and uh, and then we get into... Yeah, Enemy Within with the lab. And then we get into all these camps, right? The wild people in the camps. And yes. we have to design different these were based on yurta and this is the interior that the uh, richard said i am crazy and then we built it <laughs> wow of the good, good guys we had good guys and bad guys yeah the people of the step so emancipation each, each of those tents was specifically designed bridget designed the uh, everything for the horses of course and there we go into the Egyptian, all oh, Minoan. That's, Minoan. that's, um, yeah, that's bulls. So, yeah. Yeah. So. Wow. First commandment. The, we have these piles of sulfur on the other side of, uh, of, uh, yes. uh, In, the inlet. Yes. And so we use them for some kind of diamonds that we. Okay. So. You have officially become my best friend in Vancouver. So the next time I'm up, you and I have got to sit down and go through these books a little bit if you're if you're oh, willing. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, yeah. if you want to make it into a book, you're welcome. See, this oh, was absolutely. This is this is this the was an interesting temple. Can you see it? I can. I know exactly what that was. Yeah, that was <laughs> that's brief candle. I had lots of fun with that one. Absolutely. Pelops, the Pelops statue. It's very graphic. Oh, it's beautiful. I'm getting goosebumps um, sitting here and looking at this, Ivana. This is just... Oh, I was getting goosebumps myself. Because, I'm sure you were. Because, you know, you forget how much we were involved. We saw some... Yeah, that's Thor's... I think, yeah, it's Thor's hammer. Yep, that's Samaria. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, my favorite episode right there, The Torment of Tantalus. I have that original piece of artwork. Back, back up one. Uh-huh. One page. There, uh, back up a page. This one? That one. I have that. Heliopolis. I have that downstairs. That is this that one. is a huge episode of Stargate. That was the episode yes. that established the lore of the show. We could go on and on. Oh, really? What, what an amazing yeah. collection there. And I, I look forward to exploring that with you, if you are willing, uh, the next time I'm in I, Vancouver. I, I totally forgot about it. I couldn't even find it. But luckily, just this morning, I found it. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> That's, that, is, um, that is every SG-1 fan's wet dream. So, 
yeah, with drawings explaining some. Some of them I have actually models and standing beside it pictures of the actual scenes. Wow. And they were very similar. So I can go on and on because I have just about every episode here. Absolutely. Well, let me go grab um, something and I'll be right back with you. Okay. Okay. Give me, sure. give me 30 seconds. Sure. <laughs> books and books and books. Yeah. When I said that you get to design spoon or whatever, this was a handle for the door. Can you and... lift that up a little bit? We're just seeing the bottom of it. I know it's heavy. Okay. Yes. The serpent handles. That's serpent. right. No, these are handles for the door. For the heavy, heavy door in the lair. Wow. In in this in this one can't see the <laughs> oh, well uh, I, but, uh, you know it just goes on it's just I know so much it's just so much I'll show you yet another tent city yeah the we warrior got into a lot of tent city and unfortunately this thing is so big it's hard <laughs> to open it it's ripping the pages out and some more drawings. Wow. Yeah. And you and I you and I will spend some time together and, and go through those. I want to show yeah. you something. That's, okay. That's that's just one book. Okay. It's uh, season one and up to four. Okay. But uh, a little bit more weird is the last one. Okay. There we go. What is this? This was the most uh, thing that we did. Oh, it looks like it looks like it may be. We built a whole European village. And this is a uh, uh, extraterrestrial uh, okay. part that got dropped somewhere. So we did outside and inside of it, and it was actually set in actual actual location somewhere. Oh, okay. That's this is season five. Okay. Got it. And yeah. you know, we did even like ruins like yep. like these and then the houses and yep. anything from temples, signs. Yeah, that's that's Katow, that's the oh, Norse I got village. To, I got to even design a alphabet. Yes. Of one sets of people. And then I wrote something kind of funny. And somebody actually took took the trouble to translate it. So they say, no, don't do that. <laughs> They're watching the tomb. That's the episode. That's watching. the episode that got the awards. Yeah. So this was at SFU. Yes. If you know Vancouver, yep. SFU University. So that was the. Yep. That's Tolana. Backdrop to our. Whatever. This is really super modern uh, apartment of some. Some. 
Nareem's sure apartment. Came yeah. From outer space. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is and really. This on. is this is really and cool. This, and this and this and this and this was my last set, which was kind of pre-monet because we didn't know that right. we are going to our Sci-fi last channel. set. Yeah. And uh, it was kind of very, very. That's Kelowna. Somber. Yeah, that's um, that's Meridian. That's the episode where Daniel dies. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. amazing. Well, I have something to show you. Um, I'll wait for you to come back. Um, thank you for sharing those. Um, this. Uh, you 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 pass this on the page. Oh yeah. This is mm-hmm. an original vellum sketch by Ken Rebel of Cartago from um, from Korai, which is one of my favorite episodes from season one. And this hangs next to my fireplace yeah. downstairs. Um, he was an incredible artist. The things that he could do with a pencil absolutely um, blow my mind. Do you have any memories of of working with of working with Ken? Um, I have lots of memories. Uh, I knew him when he started to work for the for the film industry. Uh, he was a diamond in the rough, very in the rough, <laughs> I okay. would say. Um, uh, personally, and but he was already amazing, yeah. amazingly talented guy. That is so pity that what happened to him because he got ours and he chose to well you have to because yeah. eventually you would die anyway yeah richard told us but, after, uh, uh, after his diagnosis he chose what he chose if yeah. you come i show you something okay <laughs> that you were really like so here is our fooling around with the with ken and doc and jimmy Ginny, ah and myself and this is that helmet that eventually ended up on Richard's hat, unremovable. That oh was removable. This. And what else I have? Okay. And okay, then we got into serious stuff on uh, on the end of. Season three, there were, were talk about uh, that we should get some award, and eventually we got nominated, and we went to first we got uh, the Leo Award here in Vancouver, and then we went to Toronto, totally not expecting anything, right? Just to have because they were paying for our trip and for our loved ones, so we had absolutely fantastic time there. And then we won. And I am forever grateful to have had this experience where you are just sitting in your seat, not, you know, they are reading the nominees and whatever, and the winner is, and then they start telling your show, your name, your everything. This was us. Ah. Uh... 
after getting the award and it's uh, absolutely it's this one and Richard being Richard see he could have easily just took it on himself best uh, best design and he is the uh, head of the department so he gets the award no he insisted that all people including the subject are nominated on that same list. And then he said, oh, I cannot go with you. I have better things to do in Maldives or something, went on holidays. So he wasn't even there. So he oh, missed no. it. Oh. <laughs> wow. But he, he still got the, he still got that. Of he course still, he is. He's gonna, still got that. He's going to get a statue, of course. But you know that, that all it was like whole world have changed that moment and all of a sudden you walk on cloud and you are like totally in different world and you have you know you have just experienced something that nobody will ever take from you ever recognition nice. from your peers yeah that you yeah. have achieved something that is yes. very very yes. uh, uh yeah. excellent so yes absolutely did the yeah. uh, so emotionally for yeah. me the stargate is important on that for that for that one particular reason but also because i learned that you know the creativity if you don't use it you lose it and if you use it the more you use it the more you have it wow and wow. that's how it works and I hope my son will eventually find out. <laughs> He's an architect too. So, oh, wow. Yeah. Wow, the apple doesn't yeah. fall too far from the tree now, does it? No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> what, was yeah. it, what was it like working with Bridget McGuire? Bridget? Mm -hmm. Bridget is the nicest person that anybody could ever meet, ever. And it was like, I, I cannot say, it's just, we never, absolutely not once in f more than five years because we worked together for long, because she stayed on Stargate when we went on Battlestar Galactica. And then some other shows. I, I, you know, my memory is not that great at eighty, <laughs> so it's a, it's a little. You bit, are not eighty but, years yeah, old. We are still friends. Wow. We are still friends. She has uh, horses, so yes. I get manure from her for my garden <laughs> uh. <laughs> every year. <laughs> That's great. And she, she taught my uh, second youngest uh, grandson to ride horses. So it's like, you know, all, all these things are still going on and uh, hopefully forever. Yeah. And uh, it's everything was everything from Stargate that came from Stargate was good. Yeah. Richard, absolutely. Boss, like you have, it's, it's a dream boss. He tries to be tough. He, uh, he pretends to be tough. But he's not a very good actor. <laughs> oh, we're talking about Richard Hugh Dolan, not Richard Dean Anderson. Yes, 
he can be tough yeah. where it goes against our common interests like you know when we want something some show some some particular item in the show and they don't want it and and it's too expensive and what what no, no we get it eventually always he sounds to so me he's tough. like the kind but of as far as a, as a boss he's the uh i don't know it's just darling he's just darling he he sounds to me like the kind of person where you know you would want to do everything within your power to make sure that he has exactly what he needs that he's asked for and more yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, what were some, do you have any memories of any of the, the sets that you uh, built over that uh, five year uh, period? Is there well, anything... most of those that you saw are okay. mine because I, I took pictures of my sets, not dark sets, but okay. sometimes we work together on uh, some sets. So, you know, it's uh, it's been collaboration throughout, not just sometimes I did interior, he did exterior or vice versa or various things, various things. But ha- like I said before, at, towards the end, it almost always kind of fell that he did one and I did the other. But how, I don't remember which one side it. How would the two of you divide the work? How was that done? Richard would come to me or Richard would come okay. to Doug. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So he that was very good organizer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Now wow. we didn't fight for anything <laughs> like that. That's the thing. I never wanted to do production design because you have to fight. And here I was in my little hole with the window and I drew to my heart content. And when I presented it, they would uh, bring it to the meeting and they would say, oh, you have to change this, this, this. But mostly there was never any like, oh, no, we don't want this or something. So obviously I did what they wanted. How subconscious. Often- how often would you feel like you needed more time that you weren't you you weren't getting through things quickly enough or did you always feel like you had a sufficient amount of of time to to handle okay the i jobs? had once uh, i had once uh, been drawing a set and there was this guy that kept coming from the construction because they were just next door Okay. And he was looking over my shoulder and I was looking at it and I thought, ah, maybe I should change this. And all of a sudden I hear this voice. No, you can't do this. We already built it. How is that? Yes, that's exactly that. Exactly. This thing exactly happened. And I was laughing. And I said, okay, I just saw that it might be better for this or that. And then they did some addition, some changes, whatever. But this exactly happened. They were like, we had one week to design and build. So you don't have much time to come back and go go forth and back and whatever. No, I drew it one one day. It went to the conference and they said, okay, built it. And the next day they built it. And sometimes they built it even before they, before it was, because they already knew that it's going to be approved. Once wow. 
I was looking out of the window and they were taking this huge big uh, wall of uh, Egyptian temple. And I ran out and I said, Barry, where are you taking it? And they said to the dump, no, you can't. I am I am using it in the next episode. <laughs> so these things happened. Yeah. The gold stuff, especially, I would hesitate to throw any of that away because you were always churning out gold stuff. There was some kind of Egyptian element all the way through. Yeah. All 10 yeah, seasons was, of SG-1. I think those 4x4 four four, uh, columns that have these triangles on them, I think they were used about three times. But then it became too obvious. <laughs> it's ah. the same columns with just different design. Absolutely. But, yeah, yeah but uh, yeah, but that was the Egyptian uh, uh, era in first uh, first year. So we could do that because all Egyptian buildings look kind of same. And I was in Egypt later and I was proven right. <laughs> Isn't it a marvelous but, uh, place to visit? I loved visiting there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I even went to Crete to the to see the Minoan stuff. And again, it was very much like I visualized. So, wow. you know, just from the pictures or the, mind you, we started, it was only 2004 when the true internet start, started to be available. So this was in pre-internet era, all this. So when we had to do the research, I virtually had to go to the library or to the bookstore. I have lots of books that I am giving away now because they are no good anymore, but, uh, and nobody even reads them anymore. But uh, that was the only way how you got information right. on these little bit remote places or whatever. So you, you would be going every week to the library, basically. They'd probably be like, oh, here comes Ivana again. What's she going to ask yes, for yes. this time? American Samoa? <laughs> so. Oh, no, I didn't ask. I I looked. I I didn't trust that they would know what I want. <laughs> <laughs> Which library did you rely yeah. on? All of them. All of them. <laughs> you know, like there is, it's one library and they have, uh, in, uh, they have uh, places in Burnaby and on Hastings. That's a very nice little library. Vancouver Public Library. Aye, so they great. have different offices. Yeah. Okay. Different yeah, locations yeah, yeah. throughout the city. Okay. And if they, if the, now, now in this internet, you just look, on a catalog, and if they don't have it in that, you, you can have it shipped to the other one. But before, you just had to physically find it on the shelf. Wow. <laughs> Otherwise, it wasn't, because I'm not through going through the catalogs by mm -hmm. names, because it doesn't say what you want to hear. It doesn't say, oh, it has these un underground churches, Varzia. And I was only two years ago, I was in uh, Georgia and I went to these churches and we were designing them from black and white, the picture book from the 60s somewhere, you know. So, yeah. Well, you did the so best you was... could with what you had, you know. I mean, so, the nice thing about, um, uh, about Stargate was you were designing civilizations that were thousands of years removed and we could do what whatever we, we want with it. You could modify it and make it believable. They were supposedly evolving. That's just correct. Like we are evolving. 
Yeah. That's exactly right. But it still had to look like they came from that era. So that's exactly right. That was right. the great Yeah. That was so liberating. It was just because you had already something to start with and you just can build on it. Oh, and what if they decided that they were going to go this way or so? And nobody could blame you that you were playing with something that doesn't exist because that was uh, the point. These <laughs> are their own these are their own cultures now. You know, yes. so they're going to behave yeah. that independently. That was absolute. That was absolutely genius idea. That that whole concept. Yep, I'm. Yeah. I'm curious. At least for us, graphically. Right. Absolutely. I'm curious, Ivana. Was uh, as you moved deeper into the show, did you internally, your team, begin to develop kind of a design language for certain things? Okay, this is Goa World, so we're going to need more of this angle. This is Asgard, so we're going to need more of that kind of thing. We've kind of seen that before, but let's take this further in this direction. Or was it starting from from scratch every single week? Well, like I said about this uh, this set that was being called for for dump. Oh, we have these columns and whatever, so we could do this and this with it. <laughs> It became the older the show got, the more used-minded uh, it got mm -hmm. because we already had so many elaborate pieces that were, uh, that even the guys that didn't think much about the construction or whatever, they were afraid to throw it away because they looked yeah. too good. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, something. Yeah. So something... We, were, uh, we, we were a lot into reusing stuff, but, uh, you know, and I, I tell you, it, it's it's like any organism when you are together for five years. And I was just noticing from these pictures, not just the pictures of the sets, but my private pictures, how we became like a, one organism. You know, like we were really thinking almost the same way, all of us. And it was and 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 it was way of living. That organism had way of living, which was really amazing. Yeah, when you're with one exception was the hundredth episode where they did absolutely unbelievable show, unbelievable okay. show for hundredth uh, episode. It's uh, uh, my yes, my husband and has lots of friends that worked in uh, uh, how do you say service industry in mm -hmm. you know in. Sheraton and all these uh, biggest, uh, biggest hotels in Vancouver. And they said they have never seen anything like that ever. Because you come through the Stargate, it's, it's still daylight outside. I was over made up and it was just perfect for the cameras. <laughs> but in the daylight, it looked funny. And you go through the Stargate, and you enter different world, and there were these fountains that uh, were running uh, liquor and wine and uh, tables with unbelievably arranged food that was trying to look uh, otherworldly and all this. It was amazing. It was totally amazing. The... Too bad that it was before a camera was available easily in that dark environment 
because it would have been very nice video from there. Oh, so that was was that the um, the the party at the the Sheraton? That was the, the party. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's not a lot of um, there, there's not a lot of footage of that. I I suspect yeah. that's yeah, why. Yeah, because so. it was dark. It was dark. Okay. But oh my God, the ambiance uh, was something else. Wow. Yeah, well, it's a big deal for a show to hit 100 episodes. I mean, um, oh yeah, oh. It, it was. It's, and I loved that the show was never pretentious. Like it never tried to be something that it wasn't. And the 100th episode really exemplified that because the comedy was just dialed up to 11. It's like okay. There are some parts of our story that are just outrageous, so let's e make it even more outrageous and make fun of it. I have to show you something. They had one episode that was spoofing Stargate. Yes. I don't know if you remember it. You're not talking so, about 100? Because 100 was called possible. Wormhole Extreme. Yes, yes. Yeah, that's Wormhole Extreme. That's the 100th so episode. We got to design. We got to, to design the Stargate, right? Yep. This one. Yeah, the and the outfits for that's it. This one. <laughs> oh man! Yeah. How fun! Real fun. Yeah, that that's uh, that's the that's, that's the, the logo. Title. Yeah, and that's from pre-shoot, pre-shoot because we were amazed at how people could uh, look like this and not laugh their heads off. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the point, you know. You're you're taking yeah. um you're taking what uh what works and doesn't work out about the show. Um, and yeah. and letting everyone know, hey, you know, we we make people go invisible. Why is it they don't fall exactly, through the floor? Exactly. That's funny. Exactly. You I know? think it was uh, it was uh, very very well done this one. And I, I I think I misspoke when I said that something didn't work about the show. That what I mean to say is like the conceits of the show of like you know people going invisible and things like that. There's there's um it it was all it was all just to to poke fun of the extraordinary circumstances that were surrounding um, what you guys were creating week after week. I mean, it just had to have been relentless for five years. Yeah. Was the... Well, that's why these things happened. Right? That you draw it and they build it at the same time. Absolutely. Because otherwise you couldn't do it. Wow. What was... <laughs> was what was different about Stargate compared, if there was anything, what was different about Stargate compared to the work on Battlestar and the work on Arrow? What set Stargate apart besides it being uh, more, besides it being more fantastical? I imagine you wouldn't have I had as big a budget really for Battlestar, but maybe you did. I wasn't fun of it okay. <laughs> because some some uh, maybe I wasn't into the fun part like uh, yeah, being foreigner you don't get all the jokes anyways okay but uh, but 
I like Battlestar Galactica. This is full, full heart. Okay. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm really granted. <laughs> Among all these other things, I work. I work on Battlestar Galactica because to me that's a pinnacle of wisdom and uh, far sightedness and everything that should be considered with even the AI, which is now a big deal, right? All these things were considered in that show and uh, it was not appreciated. Where apparently people thought it was too dark because it was too true. So it got canceled after five years, but uh, Well, yeah. at, least it, at least it got um, resolved. Stargate, it was, uh, for me, it was the first really, uh, because before I worked on, uh, uh, film which is like three months uh, affair and you are off and before you get to know people that you work with you mm -hmm. are gone and they are gone and uh, whatever so it was more uh, episodic and and chopped up with stargate what i have appreciated was the camaraderie that yeah. created around it and that lasts even you know to the today and the uh, it it just made you feel good, you know, everything, because there was no conflict, even if there might have been, but we didn't know about it. Are you talking about Sometimes behind the scenes or in front of the camera? Okay, <laughs> okay, of course, yeah. I mean, yeah. you you work you spend twelve to fourteen hours a day with 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 creative people they're yes. going to occasionally creating, be creative creating. differences yeah and seeing your creation being put in in reality which which architect can say that nobody were you ever exactly. did did you ever stop being mesmerized or blown away by how quickly you could put something on a piece of drafting paper and within just a few days it in a stage it was it was it was standing upright and living and breathing its own space it was feeling like it was just another place oh it was always just... there the sense of you live basically in a permanent sense of awe i am part of this sometimes i'm sitting drawing something i know it's going to start getting built tomorrow painted mm -hmm. day after to tomorrow dressed and filmed maybe the same day that it's dressed. And I keep thinking, I am so happy I am doing this. I I don't think many uh, employed people have these moments where they can actually reflect on what they are doing. And if they are really happy, I had lots of those. Wow. And I am happy for that. Was there a separation of church and state between the... Um, uh, what you were what you were creating on paper and then once it was coming to life physically or were you able to make a suggestion here or there based on your drawings oh, yeah. to oh, enhance yeah. Yeah. as you went along yeah yeah okay yeah i've been on the set all the time okay or even after they left i went on the set and in the morning i would say oh maybe you should do a little bit that and because i was best friend with construction guys uh, because I knew, as an architect, I knew what it takes to build yeah. something. And so I was trying to make their life easier. Yeah. You know, like seven foot studs or things like that. <laughs> Instead of, oh, why don't we 
why don't we make it a 18 and a half or something? Were there things like that? So it was always, uh, I was always on very good, uh, on very good uh, relationship with uh, construction guys. Were there any tricks or were there any, any, was there any kind of shorthand that you got into the routine of where it was like, okay, if we do it this way, this is going to make it easier on them. Or could you predict a lot of the needs that they were going to have after a while? Or was it always a unique situation for every episode? No. Well, I, like I said, we have reused a lot of things, even yeah. in different ways than for the, for what they were originally uh, intended. But uh, like for one set, we basically use the wall of the studio because it has all these cables and whatever. And if they go through the back of the ship, uh, who, who knows that it's mm-hmm. actually actual wall of studio with mm-hmm. actual cables and actual uh, stuff that uh, has to be there. Mm-hmm. So it saved a lot of money because we only built one side of the ship and then had the other fish or whatever ship, whatever set. And uh, and they were expanding their range of where they could go, where they could come from, how they could look from the top, from actually we have bridges on the top of the ceiling so that you can look down. So sometimes we use those and, uh, but the shortcuts as such, it's, it's just so, so different all the time. That's, mm. you know, it's, it's hard to say this is one way of doing right. things. There were several instances throughout the show where they would use, go to like an aircraft hangar or some other large space. And it's like, this is just the set, you know? And it makes it makes sense to go ahead and do that. Like, I can see the red and or- reddish-orange struts outside from building to building. That's the bridge, you know? That's the bridge studios. But yeah, yeah. there's no reason to, con- to go somewhere else or construct a, f- a facade that's similar when you can just use the walls of the the walls and how many people know bridge right Right. how many people know bridge so only the locals (laughs) that's it or anyone who's been there or visitors yeah honorary visitors (laughs) i have few pictures please i thought interesting Uh, this is a uh, uh, bridge studio going back after first year, uh, I think. Yep. And you can see that they kept uh, most of the structural bridges because it looked good in various movies, right? Yes. So they didn't take it down, even though it didn't serve any purpose. It was for the cranes to run down, up and down, because there were holes before, which they took the walls off. And and it was actually quite look at the rainbow. Graphic. That's not yeah. from the that's not from the fire, was it? This is from the fire. <laughs> oh my see, see, gosh! They, Can you bring it over to the to the left to your left a little yeah. bit? Can you bring it to your left a little bit? There we go! Wow! Oh my gosh! <laughs> and this was funny because they built us new studios, and we were in the baby stage, right? And we moved to the studio upstairs where offices. Yes. And 
there was Thanksgiving and we were sitting at the dinner and they were announcing there were fire in the bridge studios in building, I don't remember, B or B and A. That's was, our studio. It was stage six. Stage, stage six. Yeah, stage whatever. five was yeah. SGC. Yeah. So we came and the entrance into the studio was closed, but we could go upstairs into our office, right, where we uh, worked. But they had to continue shooting in the old studio for about a year or half a year or something, even though they invited the most effective uh, uh, fire cleaning crews they could muster up around Vancouver. It was smelling, even when they started the show, it was still smelling. It's how, how long it is. And that was because they built the separating wall from wood. Everything else is concrete. It was tilted concrete. And the the wall between them, which was 40 feet high, and I don't know how many feet across, 80 something, was built from wood studs. And apparently the, the some wiring overheated in there and started the fire. Just absolutely stupid. I don't know how who came up with that idea in all concrete building to build this huge wall from wood. They figured if the sets will be from wood, it doesn't really make any difference. But yeah, it made big difference. From one <laughs> separating one set to another, yeah. if that if that yeah. material is flammable, it makes a, the complete difference. So, yeah. Wow, that is just extraordinary, man. So that was uh, that was one thing that happened. That, oh, there was a uh, another. I, I don't have a picture of it. Fire truck. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, the special effect truck blew out while we were on holiday. One uh, away. My God, you should see it. I don't the have the picture truck, here. But that it, was even worse. It blew out. Like it, ex- it, explode, self, it exploded? It self-ignited they, but because they have all these explosives in there, right? Yeah. And it was parked there on the lot. It was lucky that it was, you know, it damaged few cars around it, but nothing else. Unbelievable. That so, is insane. Yeah, because yeah, it's got all the, all the pyrotechnics. You have to store it somewhere, I would guess. Yeah. So, yeah. man, oh, man. It, it's not... Um, it's not always a safe business, you know, there, <laughs> there, there are some things that occasionally will go boom. Oh yeah. Man. Oh, yeah. Wow. What a wild uh, I, ride. I, uh, when I was studying to be an architect, we had to go on construction to learn how to do masonry and whatever that was still in Czechoslovakia. And I had a wall fell on me and only oh. after the wall fell on me. It was just one single white of bricks and the crane fell on it. And we were standing and I was talking to a group of people standing right under the wall and I saw it and it went like this. And then I saw first brick fell out on top of it. So I turned and uh, uh, covered my head and when it all quiet down i was up to here in bricks <laughs> they fall over and and after only after that they made us wear the uh, hard hats see that's how people learn 
because before that they didn't we didn't require as students as mere students we didn't require to have hard heads when we were under construction you could have been really hurt wow well here i am there Maybe you are it helped me in some ways that i don't even know <laughs> But I didn't really get any hits direct on head. I had scratches on my hands, okay. but not. Uh... Yeah, nothing that nothing that that clonked you. Yeah. Wow, man, oh man. But what, uh, what a career! Yeah, but... <laughs> what, what a career you've had. If if not for friggin' insomnia, you know? Do you? Um, t- yeah, it's I would be a... still drawing. Do you draw if at it all? Wasn't for that. Yeah. Ah, good. What do you like to draw? Yeah. Well, uh, if I I am not drawing anymore oh, because so you don't, I have so you to don't have draw reason now. to draw. I oh. have to have reason to draw. So if they tell me draw a temple or whatever, okay, wormhole. <laughs> yeah, let's see what that looks like. The, the house that sits on its head, whatever, I can do it. So Whoop, right away. You don't draw for pleasure. No. Ah, no, it's my business. It's my, it's my, I have to have purpose to draw. Like uh, my drawing has to have purpose. Yeah. 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 It's your craft. Yeah. Well, good for you. Thank you for this. And the more I get into it, it's like, you know, when you have to exercise, Uh you kind of don't really feel like it. And then the more you do it, the more you get into it and the more curriculums you add and this and then it grows. And then I did this. Yeah. And then (laughs) there it is. And it's like, how could I have not done this for as long as I have? I I can do this. So, But but, uh, like Ken... Ken was drawing because he told me once that he has these visions in his head and he was basically getting rid of those visions. By drawing so them out. So he had to draw because it was a kind of a therapeutic for him. Yep. Yep. I, but have... I, I, I don't have any vision until you tell me to build you an apartment. And then <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh. Yeah. Ivana, this has been a uh, a real treat to pick your brain and and see things from Thank from you. your perspective. Your work um, with that team establish the look of of a huge franchise. And you know, I I can't wait to to visit you in Vancouver and, and, and go through some of your episodes. I would love to do that. I would love to do that. Oh, great. Yeah, definitely. You are welcome. You can even stay with us. Uh, I have oh. a room that uh, you can stay there. Oh, and yeah. wow, I didn't even know that these books will be of any use anymore. Oh, they they are. Um, a, I have a, one big book for Battlestar Galactica. Oh, I didn't man. do anything for Arrow. Oh, but uh, this was, I totally forgot. I found it this morning, actually. I thought, I thought I had a book or maybe more books for Stargate, but maybe I was mistaken. This is what the memory play tricks on you. Yes, exactly. I've I seen... found it and I'm really happy. I've se- I am, I am so thrilled that you found it. I have seen costume continuity books um, with Polaroids of actors. I have seen um, a couple of other continuity books, but I've never come across 
um, art production continuity. So yeah, I'm really glad that you still have that. And um, it, because it's a beautiful peek behind the scenes at the bones of what it was that you were building. Because once it gets to the camera and we see it as audience members, we see it exactly as it was intended. Whereas, you know, it's, it's kind of cool sometimes to to um, uh, look uh, behind some of the panels and, you know, at a certain, at a, at a different way. But the, the thing is, the magic is forever altered as an audience member yeah. because it's like, yeah. now you can see the zipper up the monster's back. Yes, so. yes, yes. But it, you... That's why I don't watch the TV. It's not <laughs> only for that. It's not only for that because some shows are really very pretentious or whatever they, they you know right away what they are predictable at. yeah exactly they predict yeah. and but uh see every uh every show has a pace a certain right. pace so i like watching tv in czech republic because they don't cut up the episodes into small segments for uh, to sell stuff and it's much more pleasurable because you get this wave, like you start and then it goes down and then you build up the tension and then it's resolved. And we need it inside to have this kind of movement. And with American television, it's all chopped up and you go and have your sandwich or whatever, because it's a, it's a, a advertising. There's a break. Yeah, there's a commercial break. Yeah, uh, and you don't get the feeling of of the piece of music that you were watching because this is actually a piece of music except done with images. Wow. So so are commercials in the Czech Republic run between shows? Is that how they do it? They have they have blocks of uh, commercials that you can totally of course. off and go and go skiing. Go skiing. <laughs> you know what? I'm done with this episode of Stargate. I think I'm going to go skiing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you would see me. I was uh, on the parking lot. I had this permanent because they were selling for, I think, $80 a seasonal pass after hours. So I would be at 7.15 in the parking lot, changing into my ski pants and drove to Grouse. Up, up to Grouse, Cyprus yeah. And skied until 11. <laughs> and I was usually the last one on the chair. <laughs> Ivana, I've never been on skis. <laughs> so, so. But Grouse, a, a, a nugget of trivia for Stargate fans, season five, there was an episode called Threshold uh, with with teal'c and master braytac on top of grouse and this is a flashback to teal'c on chulak training um and that's also a, a big ski mountain there so very cool ivana this this has been a, a a real pleasure um thank you for for giving me so much of your time thank you for You're sharing over? i was afraid that i would know i will not know what to tell you <laughs> no you were you were terrific and you know i thank i you. look forward to meeting you in person and just sharing uh memories from production as we go through go through your uh your catalog okay i don't know when but i'll let you know when i'm I up know. there well me me never know exactly. just uh do it fast because 
as we uh, as I was preparing, I was uh, talking to my son about uh, one of my classmates from university from architecture. He was also extremely talented, and as I was, uh, uh, we were texting. So I as I was writing his name, I got message that I got another message. So I opened the message, and it was from his daughter that he just died. So you never know. We are in that age. It's my classmate. It's from my same age group. So there. <laughs> you, can, you can never count on tomorrow. Yeah. That's one of the reasons why I do this show. Two of the people that I have interviewed in Stargate have since passed on. And yeah. uh there are people outside of that sphere who I've wanted to interview, who I didn't get their interviews for one reason or another. And it's like that story is gone. And so, again, thank you for, for taking the time and adding to our uh, oral history project. You're very welcome because it turned up some long forgotten uh, mud memories good memories good <laughs> long yeah. time ago and it feels good yeah so thank you. thank you for that feeling thank you that was ivana vasek art director for stargate sg1 seasons one through five i did not expect her to pull out the uh the art books from all of her production and i can't wait to get up there and sit down with her because i as a fan have have series context for a lot of the stuff that's that's created and the whys behind that. And she has the behind the scenes context. So I would really love to get together with her um, in person and, and put some of those pieces together because we would all love to see some of those behind the scenes drawings and pictures and everything else. So I think we're going to have to uh, I think we're going to have to just do just that for for next season, for season four of Dial the Gate. And thanks once again to Bridget McGuire. Thank you, Bridget, for making this uh, this episode possible. This was this was extremely cool. Uh, so everything is kind of in flux right now because of the writer's strike and actor's strike. So we're doing a, still a lot of uh, production uh, episodes in this back half of this super extended season three. Uh, so schedules are changing around. So visit dialthegate.com for the updated list of upcoming uh, interviews. Some of those are already in the can. Uh, others are just uh, tentative. I've got yeses from people. So I've gone ahead and put that there. So you can see what's going on. I usually kept that uh, offline, but now I'm just keeping that on. Once I get a yes from someone or I have something already shot, I'm going to go ahead and keep it on dialthegate.com in the upcoming uh, episode section so that you can see um, uh, what's what's coming down the pipe. So uh, that is it for this episode. I really appreciate my moderating team for making uh, my job so much easier and getting uh, this content out. Uh, Tracy and Anthony, you guys, wow. You, you guys are really, really putting in the time. Thanks to Summer as well and, and Jeremy and Reese. My uh, producer, Linda, Gabe, Linda Gategabber Fury, for helping me with uh, today's episode with uh, Dean Goodine as well. And Frederick Marcoux, Concepts Web. He's uh, our web developer, keeps Dial the Gate up and running. So my appreciation to all of you as uh, we continue to crank out a few more of these episodes before I go into a long overdue holiday. A couple of days ago, we started actually one year ago for uh, season one of of Dial the Gate. So we GateCon was going on. Uh, GateCon 2022 was going on now. And that's where season, excuse me, season three kicked off. 
and we're still going. So as long as I have, you know, fish willing to jump in the, uh, jump in the boat, we're going to, uh, share them with you, uh, on the Stargate oral history project. My name is David Reed for dial the gate. I'll see you on the other side. Dial the gate is hosted and executive produced by David Reed. The producer is Darren Sumner co-produced by Linda Fury. The composer is Neil Acri. Animations by Bryce Ors. The production assistant is Jennifer Kirby. Moderators include Summer Roy, Keith Homel, Tracy Noller, Jeremy Heiner, Reese M., and Anthony Rowling. Logo design by Deborah J. Bell. Additional effects by Thomas Tots, with contributions by model makers Chris Baker, Stephen Barr, Kevin Zabo, and Tom Paris. The archivists are Linda Fury, Zachary Adams, and Fred Eric Marcoux. For general inquiries for submissions, please contact us at dialthegateshow at gmail.com. Visit our website for the upcoming schedule, as well as an archive of our past episodes at dialthegate.com. Dial